Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege that we have to have your written word. It's a lamp to our feet, and it's a guide in the middle of uh, darkness. And we pray this morning that you will speak to us and that we will be attentive to listen and to obey. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So Ephesians chapter 2, verses 14 to 18. I think every, everybody here has heard John's poetic words that says, Imagine there is no heaven. It is easy if you try. No hell below us, above us only sky. Imagine all the people living for today. Imagine there is no countries. It isn't hard to do. Nothing to kill or die for and no religion too. Imagine all the people living life in peace. And yes, I'm talking about John Lennon, not the Apostle John. He goes and continues saying, imagine no possessions. I wonder if you can. No need for greed or hunger, a brotherhood of man. Imagine all the people sharing all the world the world. This longing, this longing is not unique to John Lennon. It is a longing in the human heart. We yearn for harmony and we long for peace in our relationship with our children, spouses, wives, parents, co-workers, and the church. We want to have peace in all aspects of our lives. But it seems like it's, it, it easily slips through our fingers. Imagine no countries, no war. Imagine no religion or possessions. This song implies that Countries, religion, or possessions are the cause of our division when it is not. Our problem is not external. It lies within us and goes wherever we go. If we decide to populate the moon... It will go with us. And we'll, we'll have the same problems that we have right now. It's not a matter of external situations. The problem lies within us. Isaiah 43, verse 7 says, Everyone whom God has formed and made, he created for his glory. These was true for Adam and Eve, and this is true for all of us as well. 
So all humanity, male and female, Jews and Gentiles, poor or rich, were created by God in the image of God and for the glory of God. It doesn't matter where you are from, what you look like, or your political views. We were all created in the image of God and for the glory of God. But the problem started when sin entered the world through Adam and Eve and affected all of us. That's what Romans chapter 3, verse 23 says. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You are part, you are part of that word old and so am i we all have fallen short of the glory of god and as a matter of fact glory is what is behind all of our sins when we don't give glory to god we seek our own glory. Sin is to put ourselves in place of God. So to be a sinner is to be glory thieves. And that makes us enemies of God and put us in enmity with others as well. If someone is not like us or the way we want them to be, it is a threat to our own glory. That is, that is why there is so much hostility and division in our communities and in our world. Just turn on the news, and you will hear a version of us versus them. Pick, a, pick a, any news you want to hear, and you will find out very, very quickly that there is a version of us and them. There is always conflict. There is always fight. There is always a division. Men are fighting with women, and women are against men. Black against white, and white against black. Liberals against the conservative, and the conservative against the liberals. Country against country. And the story goes on and on. But the passage for this morning gives us the solution. Starts in verse 14 and says, For he himself is our peace, who made us both one and has broken down in his flesh 
the dividing wall of hostility. Notice that peace is not a concept that we can imagine. Peace is not a feeling that we can pursue. Peace in this verse is a person. He himself is our peace. Jesus who lived, died, and rose again to save sinners is our peace. First, with God, and then with people. In verse 14, Paul, Paul talks about a dividing wall between Jews and Gentiles. And in fact, when Paul calls a dividing wall, that was a real dividing wall in the Jewish temple. This wall had an, had an inscription that said, listen what the inscription was in the temple of the Jews. Gentiles, if you go past this wall, you are to blame for your consequent death. Yeah. Very simple. Are you surprised by this? Well, let's bring it closer, closer to home. In Texas, a woman shot a man during the night. And when the police came, they asked her why she had done such a thing. And her answer was, I have a sign in my yard that says, trespasses will be shot. And you know, in Texas, that was the end of the story. The man was guilty of trespassing. And that was the same case in the Jewish wall. Nobody that was not a Jewish can trespass through those walls. Verse 15 gives us a better understanding of how Jesus tore down the walls of enmity and hostility. If we read together in verse 15, it says, By how? Abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of two. So, again, the word peace is there. So, making peace. The law of commandments and ordinances was the ceremonial law in the Old Testament. This law made a clear distinction between Israel and the rest of the world. For example, they could not eat certain food, or do certain activities, things that the rest of the nations did. But the purpose of these laws and commandments was not to hate other nations or pridefully think that they were better. You know what God was always constantly saying to the people of Israel? He was constantly telling them, I choose you 
not because you were the best, because, but because you were the worst. And if God chooses the worst, everybody is welcome. The door is open, but many of the Jews has grown arrogant, prideful, and nationalistic, and looked down on the Gentiles. And they have quickly taken the glory of God for themselves. And that caused them to sin against God and against others. If you read the Old Testament, that is the, that is the, the whole point of the Old Testament, to prove and to show the, that the people that was chosen by God was, were the worst of sinners, that they can, couldn't fulfill or to do the, the, the requirements of the law was impossible for them until, until when Jesus came. He was the only one who fulfilled all the law of God and the commandments. Jesus was the only one who loved God with all his heart, with all his soul, with all his mind. He was the only one who fulfilled the Ten Commandments. And not only that, Jesus was the only one who fulfilled all the rituals that required a perfect sacrifice in order to take away the sin of the people. So you see, Jesus was the only one who fulfilled the law and the commandments. And he put himself as the perfect sacrifice in order to take away your sins and my sins. And that's why, says in verse 16, so he might reconcile us both to whom? To God. Peace starts with having peace with God. And says, reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. You see, peace with God brings peace with others. Now think back to what I said about being created to live for God's glory. In our sin, we are glory thieves. Instead of living for God's glory like we were created for, we seek our own. Instead of living to please God, we live to pleasure ourselves. We want to be glorified, which leads us 
not only to hostility against God, but to hostility against others. If you don't think like me, if you don't look like me, if you don't think I am as, ha as handsome as I think I am, so then you have a problem. You gain an enemy. Because we live for ourselves. But Paul is telling us here in verse 16 that the path to be at peace with others starts with being at peace with God. And the way to be at peace with God is only through Jesus Christ. That's why Paul is saying in verse 14, for he is our peace. His person is the peace of God. On the cross, Jesus paid the price for our sins and gave us forgiveness, which means that God is on friendly terms once again with us. Like at the beginning when he created Adam and Eve, there were nothing to hide before God. They were at peace. And they were at peace among each other. The first thing that they did when they lose their peace with God was to blame and start to have conflicts among each other. There is nothing here to imagine. Sorry, John Lennon. This is our reality now. Because of Jesus, there is only one nation. Peter calls it a holy nation, a royal priesthood, a nation that was taken out of darkness to be in the light. Because of Jesus, it's possible to live life in peace. Because of him, we can live as brothers and sisters. Galatians chapter 3, verses 26 and 28 says, For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God. Through faith, there is neither Jews nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male or female, for you are Christ's. Our passage concludes in Ephesians 2, verses 17 and 18, and says, And he came and preached, Peace to you. That's why Jesus came to preach peace to you.
peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. I like the part that says, and he preached peace to you. Even before Jesus was born, the prophet Isaiah called Jesus the Prince of Peace. When he was born, if you remember, the angels proclaim peace to men on earth. In his ministry, Jesus announced the good news of peace. Before he died, he told his disciples, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. And after his resurrection, you want to know what was the first First words that came out of his mouth. Peace be with you. Everything about Jesus was about peace. All his life was about peace. He came to show shows us that the only way to have peace is through him, through, through what he did on the cross of Calvary. There he offered his life to show us that he can give us peace with God and as a result we can have peace among us. That was his whole purpose in life. That was why he came. This morning, this Advent Sunday of peace, I want to encourage you to live, live this reality. Many things makes us different in this church. Our color, our nationality, our language, our preferences. But one thing keep us keep us united. Jesus. Jesus is our peace. So my invitation this morning is to stop imagining that there is no heaven because there is a heaven. And this is how it looks. This is how it looks like. 
in Revelations chapter 9, and I want you to go, if you have your Bible app, if you have your Bible with you, I want you to go with me to those verses. Because these verses are very, very important for all of us. In Revelations chapter 7, verses 9 to 12, John, not John Lennon, but John, the Apostle John, says, And after this, I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and people and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice. What they were saying? Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And this is the picture of heaven. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the, and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. We were created for God's glory. And there is a heaven where all together those who were cleansed by the blood of the Lamb, we, were, we will be there as one singing and giving God the glory as at the beginning. Imagine that. What John saw is a reality of what we will experience in heaven. But this reality starts now. It is possible because of Jesus to be united to have one heart, to have one mind, to go to the same goal, and is to give glory, to give glory to God. And as a result, when we give glory to Him, we can have peace with our brothers and our sisters, even when we are different. All because of Jesus. All because Jesus reconciled us to God and make possible to have peace 
among each other. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for Jesus. Thank you that you sent your only son to be our peace and to open a wide door to be one people, one nation, with one only purpose, to give you glory. Through Jesus, there is no more division because our differences. Through Jesus, we are one holy nation to proclaim the excellencies of the one who calls us out of darkness to the light of Jesus. Amen. And with this in mind, we can come